Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. Great friend of mine, about 15 years now. He's a former U.S. representative, former judge. It's Ted Poe. Ted, how are you? Good to see you. Doing excellent, Joe. You are doing excellent. I agree with you. Um, we've got to get into There's so much going on. We can go 18 different ways here. I want to start in a place that you might not have expected me to start. Eric Adams is the, is the mayor of New York City, as you know. The guy's a former cop and said he'd be a law enforcement guy. He's not. You've got crime, murders up 30%. You've got carjackings in New York City that I never used to hear of, and I'm from Metro New York originally. Um, we just never had this kind of crime. Giuliani cleaned it up. Pataki cleaned it up. And now you're just going backward in a big way. So when he's asked about the crime in New York City, yesterday he said, we have a brand. New York City has a brand. Then he said, Kansas doesn't have a brand. And then he started laughing. Is this guy just a fool? I mean, does he not understand how bad he's making that entire living situation in New York? He's cracking jokes. Well, it seems to me he uh, is out of, out of touch with reality yeah. in, in New York. Uh, crime is uh, everyone knows, no matter who they are, young or old, all the races know that crime is up in the United States. And it's only getting worse. It is not diminishing. It is getting worse. And the elected officials, regardless of party, uh, some of them are oblivious to that and say, well, it's not really a problem. We've got things under control or they just lie about it. So uh, it is up and there's a lot of reasons why crime is up. And uh, maybe some of those things can be solved, such as consequences for conduct. What? Uh, we've Wait gotten away from personal are you, are, responsibility. Are you suggesting DAs actually enforce laws? prosecute people and don't let people out on their own recognizance when they did something violent and horrible? No way. Well, the word prosecutor means to prosecute, not cut loose on let somebody leave. Uh, they're supposed to prosecute them. Our system works and it works pretty well. If, it, if everybody's doing their job, you got the defense attorneys. They're the one that's protecting the defendant. Yeah. The prosecutors represent the people of that community and they need to prosecute the law. They don't have the choice of deciding, well, I don't agree with that law. I think I'll just ignore it. They didn't get elected to ignore law. They got elected to follow the law, just like judges are supposed to. And I was prosecutor eight years and judge for 22. And prosecutors aren't doing their job. And here's what happens. Here's what's happening in our communities. A person gets arrested for a crime. They're entitled to a bail. Bail is a monetary sum to ensure the appearance of of the accused at the trial. That is the purpose of it. Has nothing to do with guilt. So judges are letting people out on bail with their promise to appear in court on their word. I'll show up, judge. Sure, I'll show up. And so they let them go. Or the bail is very low. And so they go out there, and it shouldn't surprise any of us that the, the real criminals will say, hey, that was pretty easy. I'm going to do it again. And they are doing it. Hundreds and hundreds of them are committing crimes while they're out on bail. And that is atrocious. And I blame the judge for that. Well, I've, I've got it. Well, I want to ask you more about that. because, And it's uh, Judge Ted Poe. As he said, judge 22 years, prosecutor eight years, his entire life a great guy. So um, when I look at this, I was naive and I was kind of dumb. Because I really thought that the, the guidelines were to be were to be used by the judges, by the prosecutors. I'm going to charge you with this crime because the law says I have to. Then the judge says, I have a little bit of leeway, but I'm going to charge bail and it's going to be this much. And then cash bond to get out will be that much. Ted, I had no idea that the judge could say, eh, no bail at all. 
I know you just you know beat somebody up in broad daylight. I know that you just tried to kidnap somebody. I know you just did uh, violent vandalism at the jewelry store. But because of your race or because of our history in the country or because of something we're calling social justice reform, I'm just going to let you out. Ted, judges can really do that without any ramifications? Well, the judges have a, uh, a lot of discretion in setting bail. In most jurisdictions, there is an agreement of the judges as what the bail ought to be for certain types of offenses. So there are guidelines. And there's a reason for that. That's so that everybody knows what the bail is going to be in a particular criminal case, whether it's theft of an auto or whether it's murder or rape or robbery. They, they know, the lawyers, the legal community know what the bail is going to be. But judges can also set a bond, let's say $10,000. Yeah. And let the accused out on their promise to return to court. And that is the uh, substance for the money for the bail. In other words, there's no money exchange hands or maybe just a little about right. little amount. Yeah. And so the individual leaves on his promise to return. You know, a lot of them don't come back. I don't think that's a surprise anybody. Yeah. So uh, judges do have that discretion, but they should, they are responsible for the bail set in each of those cases. It's not the prosecutor. I mean, the prosecutor can make a recommendation, and so can the defense attorney. Yeah. But the judge is responsible for those low bails, letting people out, uh, and those that commit more and more crime. And the thing is, uh, Joe, several cases throughout the country, they're rearrested, and they're another low bond, and they rearrested a third and fourth time. They keep getting out before their case is ever heard in a court of law. Yeah, we just, uh, I just had Ron Johnson on, the uh, senator from the great state of Wisconsin, and he named three guys that were let out early to make the numbers look better, um, I guess, for prosecutors or for, I don't know, the corrections department. And these are people that, that like, raped people and, and nearly killed somebody, attempted to murder somebody. They're letting really bad guys out now um, earlier than they should be let out. And we're finding that the guy in, in Georgia... Uh, or I'm sorry, in Memphis, that killed the teacher just out on a morning jog was a guy who was let out way earlier than he should have been. He was in prison already for kidnapping a lawyer or something. So at the end of the day, in your heart of hearts, Ted, why do you think they're doing it? And I want to give you two choices. One, to make the numbers look better. Hey, we don't have overcrowding in jail, and we don't have as much crime as we used to because the numbers on paper will look better if you're not charging them with felonies and so on, and if you're not keeping them in prison for a long time. Or do they want our society to collapse under the weight of this crime so they can remake everything? Why are they doing I, it? I think it's both of those uh, reasons. It's why uh, many many judges are, and parole boards are letting people out out of prison uh, and set in low bail is because uh, they want it to look good. They don't want to look like in the community that they have a lot of people going to jail or prison because that to them, that looks bad. That's a reflection on them personally. So they let them out early or they don't even send them to prison. They just tell them, do some community service and uh, we'll check back with you in six months. Wow. But uh, I think it's both of those reasons. And there are people in our society who are in positions of power, like judges, elected officials, who really do want to have anarchy, it's my opinion, anarchy in our communities. And the best way to have anarchy is not to hold anybody personally responsible for crimes that they commit. And when they learn that lesson, they keep committing crimes. And why should we be surprised about that? 
And if they get what they want, let's say they want anarchy. Let's say we just go, we'll go down that rabbit hole a little bit. They want anarchy. They get it. Is that so that big government can come in and save the day and therefore control everybody afterwards? Taking away it freedom? Could be that. Well, yes. When that, that's what government does when uh, there is a uh, crisis yeah. or an emergency or existential threat. The government comes in and start setting up new rules and new procedures and more control on the population. That's us, individuals. Individual freedom uh, is taken away when the government sees this is a crisis. Government must intervene. Then government starts limiting uh, our individual freedoms. And, and this is something that's that you, a good excuse to do that. This is something uh, that you and, and Reagan have been warning us about forever. I mean, Reagan was a small government guy, and the last thing you want to hear when you're in trouble is, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Um, I mean, that's so true. It could not be more true. It's Ted Poe. I follow him at Judge Ted Poe over on Twitter. He's a, he's a great follow, great guy, great friend for a long time. I've got to talk about, about immigration. Illegal immigration will be 2 million in one year. Um, maybe 5 million uh, since Biden took office. We've got a porous border to where the press secretary says, nobody's just walking across the border when you and I know 8,000 a day are doing so here in Texas. Um, and uh, you got a Kamala Harris saying the border is secure, when of course the border is not secure. So let's talk real reality. Ron DeSantis said, I'm going to get 50 people who are here illegally from Texas, going to charter a flight, give them hotel rooms, clean them up, give them food, give them all sorts of provisions, take them to Florida. Then from Florida, I'm going to take them to Martha's Vineyard. And immediately, Martha's Vineyard called in the, the National Guard, and those people were gone in 44 hours. Some were gone even less than that. There are multiple jobs available on Martha's Vineyard that these people could have done. There are schools there. Plyer versus Doe said you have to let them go to school. If you're there in your town, they didn't let them do that. Uh, Martha's Vineyard said, I am not doing it because we don't want these people here. Um, and, and they've actually got a sign, Ted, as you know, that says, we welcome everybody, documented, undocumented, we don't care who you are, which was a lie. They're trying to get the Bear County Sheriff in San Antonio, Texas, Ted, trying to find a crime that Ron DeSantis did by bringing these people to Martha's Vineyard. They just got exposed, didn't they? The entire left just got exposed. Absolutely. And that's a perfect example of the hypocrisy uh, of the left. Uh, when it comes to Martha's Vineyard, for example, I think it's important to remember that those individuals who went to Martha's Vineyard and the ones that go to New York and the ones that go uh, to Washington, D.C., all of them have signed a document saying that's where they want to go. Yep. Uh, nobody's forcing them to go. Nobody's intimidating them. Nobody is tricking them to go. They are told that this is an option. Do you want to do it? And yes, in Texas um, is, is sending them and uh, Florida is sending folks as well. And also Arizona right. is doing the same thing. So I think that's important. And when those people and the mayors of those cities say, oh, they were forced to come here. They were tricked. They don't know what they're talking about. They need to look at the document that those people, each one of them, have in their possession. And so it's obvious that people should realize how awful it is on the Texas-Mexican border because of the influx of illegal migrants into the area. And they've overwhelmed everything, not just the, uh, the stores and the, the land and the property, Every option, everything is overwhelmed with all of these people who are coming in uh, illegally at the invitation of Joe Biden. Come on over. We let everybody. When you ask them, they say Biden told us to come. 
When you ask well, them, right, exactly right. Say thank you, but, President Biden. Exactly right, Ted. Have you ever been to Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> no, they wouldn't let me in. I haven't been so there. I, Listen, I haven't been there either. I've let never me, been there. Let me tell you something, Poe. It must be a horrible place because Green <laughs> Jean Pierre said they took these poor humans and inhumanely brought them to a place far away. I'm like, Martha's Vineyard must be like jail. It must be horrible there. I can't believe that you made these people suffer so badly. When in reality, of course, it's it's going to be able to, because of its financial status, handle people who are here illegally much better than Brownsville, much better than Del Rio, much better than El, uh, El, uh, the Eagle Pass, much better than at McAllen. Those places are overrun, and the people there are frankly out of resources. And finding dead people in their yards is a horrible thing. Finding dead cattle that people are killing as they come through or, or, or ripped up fences or broken into homes, that's not okay. They were in Martha's Vineyard uh, not even two days and gone. They were given some Fruit Loops and sent a pack into to an Air Force base or something. Ted, what am I missing? These people, have missing been, these people have been exposed, and they're pretending like they have the moral high ground. Well, that just shows you they think the elites, the elites in this country, think that they are better than the rest of us and that they're going to be rules for you to follow, you peasants to follow. But they're not going to be for us. And primarily those elites are on the left and a good number of them are in Martha's Vineyard. And they showed exactly what the left stands for. That is control. It stands for uh, rules for thee, but not for me. And Martha's Vineyard episode was perfect about that. And that's not even mentioning the problem besides the influx of people coming here because Biden said, come on over, of the drug cartels. The drug cartels are the only people making money off of an open border. Right. The drug cartels pay requiring people to pay thousands of dollars just to get across the Rio Grande River into Texas, not to mention all the drugs coming in to the United States. And one more thing. I've been down to the border. And I have seen what they commonly call rape trees. A rape tree is when uh, a person coming across, a female, into the United States, and they are sexually assaulted by someone in that community, whether it's a drug dealer or someone else along with them, and they hang their underwear on trees to let people know this is what's going to happen to you if you don't toe the line when we bring you into the United States. It's disgusting. They're called rape trees, Joe. And and, and Biden doesn't care. Karine Jean-Pierre doesn't care. Uh, Ted, I'm glad you brought that up. I know that Mata Flores brings that up all the time. She's running for re-election in District 35. I think that she's an amazing young person who can open the eyes of a lot of people in the community that weren't listening otherwise. You, you know, um, at, at the end of the day, what you have is a porous, open border where Biden is the best friend of the cartels and the coyotes. You, I think you and I can agree to that. But Karine Jean-Pierre, again, the mouthpiece for Joe Biden, keeps saying they inherited this mess at the border, that Trump decimated the border, and they're just trying to fix it, Ted. Any truth to that at all? It's just the opposite. When uh, Trump was building the wall across the border, uh, it helped to prevent people from coming in here without permission. Remember, Joe, we bring in a one million people a year legally into the United States. This idea that we're not a country that welcomes uh, immigrants is crazy. We bring in more than all of the Europeans do in a year just legally. But then the, the illegal people, all of them are coming in for a reason, an illegal reason. What could that reason be? It covers a multitude of things. Yeah. And so they have no concept about what is taking place on the Rio Grande River. And that's why 
And I think the governor of Texas and the governor of Florida and Arizona are sending folks to another place in the country. Let everybody else share in taking care of these individuals. Is that and even the mayor of El Paso, yeah. he's a Democrat. He's doing the same thing in El Paso. But you don't hear about that anywhere in the national media because he's a Democrat. He's getting, he's getting he's getting thirteen hundred a day in El Paso. I don't blame him. You know what's uh, what's crazy to me is, and I wonder if you agree with this. I've only got about thirty seconds, but I think that Biden and Harris and and Jean Pierre, all these people, are not going to the border for plausible deniability. They want to be able to stand in Washington D.C. in the press room and say nobody's walking across the border. What are you talking about? When of course we know that thousands are. Do you agree with that? That's why they're not going. Well, that's obviously the reason. Because if they go down there, there might even be some cameras from the national media that follow them around and right. may accidentally catch a few hundred folks crossing the Rio Grande River while they're standing there talking about how secure the border is. I think it's obvious that they want to say it's not there. You know, it's uh, it, it, we can't see it. We haven't been there. And therefore, it does not occur. That's what they're saying. It's Judge Ted Poe. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, Ted, yes or no uh, question here. Will the Republicans get the House and the Senate back after November? They'll get the House. They may or may not get the Senate. It's a it's a to- coin toss on on that, in my opinion. All right, brother. We're going to talk before that happens. I appreciate the time. It's Ted Poe, a former judge, former U.S. representative, my great friend. Ted, thanks a million. Thank you. All right, Thank brother. You, Joe. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We appreciate Ted Poe. I'll put that interview up tonight as well as use a pop culture. Yep. I right, will talk to her brother. So TMZ is reporting that rapper Coolio has died. Oh no! Yeah, he was 59 years old. Uh, apparently, they're saying that the paramedics uh, suspect he suffered cardiac arrest, but no official cause of death has been determined yet. How old? 59. That sucks, man. All right, yeah. appreciate you. Uh, thanks for the sad news, Polo. That's Polo. That is uh, Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.